Hello and good evening and welcome to, to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence over here and take, for you taking the time to join me every evening. Today we're going to talk about something, racism, uh, a, a word that everyone knows about. Uh, and a word that I would gladly ban from the surface, from the dictionaries of the planet. But everyone talks about it, no one wants to address it, and so here we are. Um, I just want to say a couple of things before I start this podcast. It's been a very rough day. A friend of mine, a, a friend who I grew up with in, in, in when I was young and in India, uh, lost his daughter today to uh, brain cancer. And it's really, really, really rough. The girl was not even 20 years old and it's been, um, I, I can't imagine what they're going through. So um, I, I ask you to please share, spare some time to think about my friend's children, uh, to think about my friend's daughter, spare a few moments to say a prayer, to send your thoughts to them. Um, um, and, and yes, uh, spare some time and some prayers to say, to say a prayer for all those who are suffering from illnesses in this world because it is very difficult at time and for the parents who are left behind um, It is really rough. So thank you once again for your time and effort. Um, I was asked um, I was sent some material also today on a different note. Sorry to change so fast um, about the context uh, about the PFI and their uh, toolkit to make India uh, Islamic country. Again, after 800 years of, uh, sorry, 1300 years, because the first time they came to, to invade it, the, the subcontinent was 711 AD. So after, after 1300 years of ruling, of uh, occupying and invading the Indian subcontinent to the back door and to the front door, um, uh, yes, they now um, want to return to colonial power. And uh, we always knew they were never a religion, they were a colonial power. They always were a colonial power, they never will be a religion, and uh, the religion is only a front for their uh, feudal colonialism. But uh, I can't uh, just come up on a topic like that tomorrow, uh, or maybe on the weekend I will do my research and I will be glad to uh, address the subject. Uh, for now, we will stick to our topic called racism and we'll talk about it. Okay, so here goes. Uh, racism, a word, typically, typically means someone who uh, defines another entity by the race, by the, his or her race. Uh, that means whether you're, you're African, uh, of African origin, European origin, um, Asian origin, um, and any in discrimination on the basis of your race. But it's absolutely false. Racism is discrimination, and it's a mentality. It's, it's not about your race, it's not about your color, it's a mentality. Uh, to subjugate others, to... Um, to put them down, to discriminate against uh, them. Having said that, we are all electromagnetic fields. So when we point the fingers at others and, and accuse them of racism, remember there are three fingers pointing back at us. Because 
we are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. It's not someone else's current waves that form our currents. It's our currents that form our waves. So when we, we do something, we say something, we, we, we point fingers at others, we accuse them of something, we want to subjugate them. Um, my friends, we're not defining who they are. We are showing them a mirror image of who we are. So don't ever accuse someone of racism because it is absolutely hideous. Uh, we're, just, we're just showing them our ignorance and our, um, and our deficiencies of not being able to tackle our lives and asking someone else to pay for our transgressions. Um, so it is a mentality. It happens. It's two-sided. It's not one-sided. Uh, it's like a seesaw. When you point your fingers at others, the three fingers are just pointing back at you. So don't offload your, your ignorance um, and your insolence on someone else. Make sure that you understand your currents, your journey. Take your responsibility. Make the adjustments. And automatically, you will uh, meet people who are mirror image of who you are. Um, so to give you a side of this duality of, of, our, of, a menta of this mentality of racism, or what we call racism, um, I'm going to give you a personal story, showing you first the the, um, a different side, okay? So forget the label for a moment, understand the concept, um, and then you will understand where I'm going with this. So I used to know a family, both husband and wife were Muslims, but two different Muslim countries. Uh, both came here as refugees. They were regular middle-class family, not very religious in Western attire. They rarely went to the mosque. Their faith was personal and not, not outward profanity to promote an Islamic identity. How, about 15 years ago, the husband went to Mecca on a pilgrimage. He paid for his own ticket, even took an older family member uh, his children grew up in, uh, and his family was safe from war. Um, he did his duty to his family, to the society, and more than he was supposed to, sacrificing his own happiness in the bargain. He had more than a good life in this country and was always grateful in return. So when he got the opportunity um, to go to Mecca, it was a dream come true. I remember the smile on his face. He was glowing. When he came back from his pilgrimage, it seemed like he had gone to heaven and come back. His joy was more than evident. A few weeks later, I went to visit him again, and his wife told me that the out, their outdoor shed was robbed. They had stuffed a lot of household sh stuff in their small shed and were not very pleased. I asked if they called the police and made a claim for, for insurance. The wife told me, yes, they did. But they started screaming and cursing her husband. But then she started screaming and cursing her husband. His family, his country, his people. Swearing was an understatement. I gasped and said, what happened? So just to give you some background, when one goes on a pilgrimage to Mecca, or he or she is considered a haji. This means you have made the pilgrimage of the Hajj and visited the house of God. Hence, once, one must have to have some respect for them. Swearing in front of a Haji is not done. It is a direct insult to God and the Kaaba. So watching this man's wife swear at him was an oh my God moment. 
The wife too was a friend of mine. Actually, the entire family was like my family. So I looked at the man and said, well, there were things in the shed that, sorry, I, I looked at the man and he said, well, there were things in the shed that were already defective. So I told the truth and did not claim for them. Whatever was stolen and not broken beforehand, I, uh, um, I claimed and what was already broken, I did not claim. Now, if the insurance wants to give me something, it's up to them. So his wife was almost swinging by then. She wanted him to claim for everything, even those items which were already broken. The swear words became worse. The profanity went off the roof. She cursed his family, his country, his countrymen, his ancestors. Then she went to Canada and she started, she started swearing on Canada. She gave bad words to this country. This is a beep, beep, beep country, she continued. Everyone claims for extra ins for insurance. These white people are cheats, blah, 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 and on it went. This husband of mine isn't blah, blah, blah. It, again, she went. And this Canada is a sh beep, beep, beep country. Oh, my God. It was a tirade that did not stop. The husband looked at me, however, very calmly and said, Look, I have just traveled halfway around the world to make a promise to the Creator, to say thank you and for peace. Now you want me to throw all of that away and lie? What is the use of doing the Hajj? I might as well have not gone if, and if I have going to come back and lie. I don't care. I am not going to lie any, at all. I don't care if they give me no money. I refuse to lie. The woman, of course, continued her cursing. I tried to calm her down, but phew, it was like a bad dream. Well, anyway, the day was over and I returned home. Three weeks later, I came back and when in the car with his wife and children, I asked, so what happened to your insurance claim? Half a second later, out came the profanity and on it went. We reached their home and when the husband came back from work, we chatted, I made some polite conversation and asked them again about the insurance, which I admit I should not have done uh, to avoid the conflict. My mistake. However, what happened next stayed for me stayed with me forever. While the women continued her tirade, the husband looked at me calmly and said, I don't care if I have no food to eat, but I will not lie. It was one of those moments in life that, you st that stays with you forever. In spite of the filth coming from his own wife, a fellow Muslim, he stood his ground and said to her, go to hell. Metaphorically, of course. As for that woman, she always encounters conflict on the street, always in confrontation of her people back home, in, always in confrontation um, with other people, where she always is, accuses them of racism. Her favorite story to her family back home is Canada is a racist country and the French are racist, especially towards Muslims. Today, all those years later, I choose not to have any contact with that family because of that woman and some of the members of her entourage. I saw her once sometimes back wearing Islamic clothing pretending to be a true Muslim and it looked like she had come right off an Arabian Nights fantasy tale. I put my left hand and to signify stop, don't come close to me and walked away. I was so insulted that she even came into my space. But the man 
was as simple as simple can get. The moral of this chapter is not about the religion, my friends, but to bring you the concept of racism. Forget the religious and the cultural labels for a minute and understand the concept. It is your currents that form the waves. The violence on the inside will flow to the violence on the streets. The violence on the streets will flow to the violence at your borders. If you stop the violence in your homes, you will stop the violence at your streets. If you stop the violence at your streets, you will stop the violence at your borders. Violence, um, whether verbal, whether emotional, whether ideological, whether physical, sexual, is not about color or race. It is about ignorance, which leads you to disconnect from your metaphysical sequence, which in turn leads to turbulence and confrontation. When you are ignorant, out of sync, dysfunctional, not able to balance your electromagnetic field, surrounded by darkness, you will cultivate negativity, which if flows to the outside, we will label it as racism. But is it really racism? No. So why is this violence not called racism at home? You are of the same family, the same religion, the culture, the same culture. You speak the same language. So why the racist connotation only on the outside? The label racism is, has always been a farce, a total scam. It, is, it takes two to be racist. Racism is another word for violence, and violence starts with ignorance. The ignorance starts with you and your silence at your source in your homes. It is your currents that form the waves. If there is violence in our homes, it will transfer to your, to your streets and then to your borders. Since you're an electromagnetic wave, your currents will attract other currents that matches yours and then you get into a conflict. When it flows onto the street and the conflict erupts, instead of telling the real story, you cry and come to victimhood. And then we get racism. Racism, my friends, is a lucrative business. It's about selling you slander, shame to buy your silence. Racism exists only to accuse others of transgressions, that one is not willing to take responsibility for himself. If you do not know the grammar, you cannot construct a sentence. If you do not know the science, you cannot build a civilization. So why are we so negative and destructive in our homes across the planet? Who, who controls our homes? As we know in the East and in the West, not so long ago, it's our religious theologians. The control of the moral code of our home society. They are in, your ward, in our wardrobes and our kitchens. They micromanage your, our thoughts, um, our opinions, our ideas, actions in order to control the land. Who are they, these theologians? They are relics of colonial empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business, and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. They are fully aware of the changing times that the world was, has moved on, but they are still stuck in the past. Like in the past, all they want is power. Now there's, they are no longer mega empires. They are boxes, small boxes, ideological prisons. The goal of the people who control these boxes is to ally with bigger political fish for money and power, just like the PVI, PFI, 
You've seen the PEFI, you've seen that toolkit. This is exactly what they want. So while the ancient priests and teach were teachers, learned scholars, at one time they forgot their knowledge, the institutionalized parable that explained the knowledge then became a monkey-making, money-making racket, which they tried to sell to us and make billions over the centuries. The racket depended on the fact that we were ignorant. Your human capital was a dice, and they used to gamble their Russian roulette. Apologies to the Russians. If you break ranks and leave the box, someone like me, they won't have any power anymore. But if we empower ourselves with knowledge, the science behind our humanity will dilute and dissolve the box that has imprisoned us. Then they will not have tools to hold us down. So they try their best to indoctrinate us with religious parables. The divine only to keep uh, the divine only to keep us in the box. Negative reinforcement, hate, fear, violence, physical, verbal, mental are all tools to subjugate us as we who are relics of empires. They use God to silence you, then they that that you so that you can be too frightened to speak out. But when you bear witness to their transgressions and call them out for their two-faced scams, out comes the slander. They silence you so that they can break your spirit, so that they can use your human capital to float your divinely tinged globalist, their divinely tinged globalist empires. When the violence on the outside transfers to the violence on the inside, we call this racism, my friend. So racism is just a front. It's a front to camouflage their ongoing colonial hangover and the insistence that we stay as slaves on the plantation. Now, this is whoever. I'm not talking a one group or other group. This is everyone. We are from our birth infested with and are, and are brainwashed with the slime, indoctrinated with negative, negative re reinforcement, fear, 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 fear. We are lied to. We have kept in ignorance. And when that transfers to other people in our homes, the conflict erupts in our homes, that conflict will transfer onto the streets and to the borders and the volcanic eruptions will happen. So why has racism and violence gotten worse? Okay, Or what we consider racism? Well, as I mentioned all over the world, in Asia and Americas, our people People's knowledge quotient is rising. We are connecting the dots. We are not buying their gibberish anymore. We are breaking ranks, diluting and leaving their boxes. So the divine departments of this planet, with exceptions of course, are doing what they know best. They, uh, they are trying the hardest to enclose us in these boxes. The more they try, the more the violence. The more the violence, the more we are boxed in. The conflict is then manipulated and we are isolated in the groups, subgroups, each spitting hate on each other. Now, when we, when the currents transfer onto the streets, what do we get? Racism. Um, so one very common proclamation of racism is with immigrants anywhere in the world. We have used racism as a whip to force Western nations to take in immigrants and non-Western nations with exceptions also. We have institutionalized the concept of racism as a weapon to camouflage our beleaguered lives, 
our broken human capital, our slave past. The reason being our leadership and establishment in our native lands have lied to us by design and invented failed, invested in failed policies, ideologies, in order to further their invested interests. Centuries of failed government policies and bad investment in our human capital has left us with no dividends to talk about. We are very well aware of this, but instead of standing up and asking us for our and asking for our dividends from our own leadership, we lie to ourselves and camouflage our failures, our failed investments by transferring our human capital across the pond. The reason why we Asians, Africans, Arabs scream racism is that we know we have all got karma. We think that by going to the West, we can escape our karma and offload it onto other people by calling them racist. So those people of European descent who submit to this disgrace and apologize for our sins are more stupid than people screaming racism. They are only institutionalizing our scam and making sure it does... Uh, that it takes more of us down. However, our societies back home still chain us to our ideological institutions back in our native lands, while insisting that we continue to invest our human capital in their ideological enterprises, which are really only relics of failed empires. Feudal empires, which have never given us any dividends in return. Thus, we find ourselves going to countries where the native people have chosen to rise up above the status quo and change their investment and ideological strategies. We set down our tents instead of undoing our ideological baggage, uh, instead of reinventing ourselves in introspections and learning from others, instead of plugging our, in our electromagnetic cable into a new electrical socket uh, to benefit from the energies of our adopted land, we instead recreate the same failed ideologies in our new homelands, use their liberties and, new, and a new voice they gave us to accuse our new citizens as racist instead of saying thank you for our second chance. Why do you think that politicians in our adopted lands who want power do not want to stop this narcissism? Well, because if we remain ignorant, chaotic, and disenchanted, they can manipulate our human capital to suit their vested interests. They also want to keep our, using our fake outrage to continue feeding the public with negativity to suppress any type of revolution awakening of their own native flock. They want to continuously blame their own flock for inhumanity, transgressions and faults, which is not of their doing. They, thereby, they need a victim to use as bait and a wolf to offload their fake charges upon to prove that they are holier than thou, thus giving them a reason to be our leadership and legitimize their agenda for the necessity of our, our votes. Three generations after landing on foreign shows, when we will have that rude awakening, it will be too late. Not only have we lost out on, we will have lost out on new opportunities, but have, but we would have failed to make any point by whining. One very important point is that they want to change the ethnic balance on the ground, to one day take over the West, colonization, 
Hence they insist and work behind the scenes to get Western nations to let in new loads of traumatized immigrants. They camouflage it as multiculturalism. If you break ranks and resist the chains, chains of poor victimhood, immigrant victimhood, they scream racism. The political pushers for ignorant power absolutely need racism to stick. That's why they keep repeating the word. It is a word that they want to use to, clo to cloak your ignorance and not let you introspect. That way they can buy your human and emotional victimhood capital from the highest bidder for votes. If not, they will lose power. Now, many times we hear immigrants talk and say, oh, racism, racism, racism. Those white peoples, who do they think they are? Without us, they would not have a country. We are the ones who are doing all the dirty work, cleaning the toilets and picking up the garbage. These white people are too snooty to do real work except give the others. They are all racist. Then you go, really? Boy, you poor fellows, you actually gave up your country, your family, your culture, your heritage, your, toler your tolerance, your values, only to clean someone else's toilets on the other side of the world. Wow, that's a real hero. Then the reply comes back quietly, uh, 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 well, uh, 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 they really need us. You don't understand. Without us, this country would not run. Then you stare at them and go, well, have the guts to look at me and tell me, did you come here from the other side of the world to clean people's toilets? And then the silence. Then comes the whimper, mm, uh, well, uh, uh, we need jobs and, uh, uh, well, you know, a backward mentality. Precisely, you needed a job and someone else had the job. We are not doing anyone a favor, neither are we indispensable. We, are all, we all can be replaced by the snap of our fingers. We are lucky someone else has jobs to offer us and a second chance. If not, we would be stuck in a rut, submitting to backward religions forever. It is like we drink scotch to boost the Scottish economy. Not really. We drink scotch because we like it, period. We are lucky Scotland is making their fine malt to drown our bloody hypocritical ideological sorrows. However, that's not why we drink scotch and we care two hoots about the Scottish economy. Actually, we just want to keep keep them making actually we just want them to keep making that scotch while continuously swearing as to why we cannot produce the same quality malt ourselves so when we go to a foreign country we need it's because we need them period they are giving they are giving us a second chance whatever their requirements it is our currents that form our waves. Nothing they need or require is the reason that brings us our currents to these shores. Thus, it is us that needs to say thank you for that second chance, whether they return the favor or not. It is our appreciation that will generate positivity on the other side. Whether they say thank you or the outcome is not yours, to, or whichever outcome, it's not yours to choose. If we are negative, we will receive negativity. If we are positive, we will receive positivity. Absolutely no one is obligated to us in any shape or form. Immigration, my friend, is not a privilege. Uh, it is, sorry, immigration is a privilege. It's not a right. So screaming and ranting racism is is what it is. 
fake news. Instead, what do our communities and leaders of our ghettos tell us, however? Spit on those racist white people, curse them, they deserve it. So we are kept by design in a constant state of outrage and fear and fed with fear-mongering to keep us away from evolving and entering into a new society. We are told one day they will disappear and we will take over. Then you see how great the world will be with our great culture. What do we get in return for this negativity that translates into violence? Who is blamed? The other side. Yes, white people. But the problem is us. The problem is our currents that form the ways. And the problem is we do not want to take responsibility for our failed cultures and the brainwashing of our minds to keep us on a plantation. My friend, racism is another way of saying submit to my privilege and my supremacy. Racism is a way of giving in this country, in the West, for people who, who, who smear others with racism, it is a way of giving us immigrants, of darker-skinned people, as we like to call it, those who want equal opportunity, but do not want to take equal responsibility, an easy way to gain traction, rise up to the top and out of their man-made, feudal, ignorant hell. Very often, one sees political parties accuse uh, each other of being racist, bigot, xenophobic, white supremacists. Most of the time it comes from the left because the left has no economics to give you, so they give you all these color-coding identity politics, okay? But yes, other people also, group, other groups also do it. They always code themselves as people of value, spirituality, culture, people who are continuation of culture and value we have left behind. Yet, they are always the victims. Remember, when they say culture, it's a code word for slave plantations. They put you in blocks, they lock you into an ideological block, and then define you by that block. Um, you know, make sure you never leave that plantation, and then they pretend they're there working for you. Um, so, yet, yet, they are always the victims. If your values and spirituality are so strong, how can you be victims? Or is it only a hollow label, but the mentality is completely warped? It is the mentality that controls the label, not the label that controls the mentality. It is, a tr it is true that both sides are in a box, which is not supposed to be how uh, it is. Hence, the fault is dual. It is automatic violence, however. With this being said, the ideology of the left has always been pure, accountable power. Modern left consists of groups who are relics of ancient empires, so, they're, so maintaining their boxes is of utmost importance. Power is attributed to people or persons who control the flock in their box. When the flock are free to roam the surface of the planet, Without any boxes or cattle tags, power cannot be concentrated in a box. So maintaining those boxes to benefit power, centric, feudalistic establishment grip is of utmost importance. They use religions and culture to screen their genders and micromanage their flock. Most dark-skinned people come from regions our countries around the equator, where feudal religions and culture are, the mo are most concentrated. They are the epicenter of that electromagnetic turbulence. Uh, 
introspection and dialogue is not really our virtue that we have known for. Hence, this turbulence, when, the convert, when converted to violence, verbal or physical, becomes our calling card. Violence in culture means control and silent submission in our lands. Control gives away to clans, tribes, kingdoms, vassal states, and bigger empires. We have been in this predicament for so long, it has gotten comfortable. We do not see another way of life for miles, although we know we are messed up. The people who maintain this way of life and their power grip on this submissive mentality normally are always the people on the left. Their screens, their screen are keyboards that we have come to know very well. Values, culture, God, spirituality, multiculturalism, victimhood, secularism, all scams. On the right, you have mostly people who have had time for introspection, to understand the currents that form the waves, to understand that we are all made up of metaphysical free-flowing ideas, energy. They are able to have that dialogue adjust and generate those current, the, the currents of trickle-down economics. The culture and metaphysical, um, the culture is metaphysical and not physical, which is the reverse for the left. Whereas for the left, who despise introspection for, for themselves, who insist on metaphysical vocabulary of spirituality for others. No introspection for the left means ideological boxes and, and plantations. Although labels always pretend to talk about the metaphysical, this which they have termed as spiritual. They have no idea what it means, but insist on sticking to the word at every nook and corner. So when, when the going gets tough, they come down to destiny. Most people of European descent come from regions far away from the turbulence of the equator. Having had the time to adjust, introspect, they have broken free of the power-centric grip of these power blocks and ancient empires. Trickle-down economics is their calling card. Even if they do not agree with you, they will listen. Uh, not everyone has crossed over, hence you will see leftist power-centric groups trying their best to hang on to the last uh, chattels of control. It is thus very common for these groups to use brown people, immigrants, minorities as a stepping stone to rise up and proclaim a pontificating family value ideology, to which they don't give two cents about. Behind the curtain, they keep us in a constant indignation. So the next step is accusations of racism, white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what they are really saying is every time they point fingers at others, is that they project a mirror image of themselves. So, we see right now um, that racism is just a scam. It's a front for political groups uh, to keep you on a plantation. Uh, and once you're on that plant plantation, uh, they will feed you with negative reinforcement and this is where you go. So racism has absolutely nothing to do with race. It's about fake label to camouflage your ignorant mentality. It is, me it is the mentality 
that controls the label. It is not the label that controls the mentality. Racism is violence, and violence stems from ignorance. It is your currents that form the waves. You are magnet. If you're ignorant about who you are and your currents, you will generate the same violence on the outside. It only takes a small effort on your part to read, empower yourself with knowledge, and have the dialogue. Once the ball gets rolling, that dialogue will transfer on the outside, and you will have that dialogue on the inside. So, to summarize this chapter, I wrote a small little poem, and I'm going to repeat it out to you. Do not wait for your leadership to care about you. Try not to depend on your government to protect you. Your weakness is their strength. Your ignorance is their power. Your silence is their victory. So join the dots and empower yourself with knowledge. Find out who you are. Read and make yourself human again. Challenge those ignorant historical currents of divine submission. O oh, you, hope people of this planet, rise up above the torments that have labeled and divided you. Break free from the torments that have degraded and subjugated you. Only, for you. only you can heal your wounds. Only you can form that perfect human frequency. So that was my little article on, um, on racism. I hope you understood it. Um, it's just a label, my friend. And it's a perception of your mind that they give you to keep you in a negative state of mind. Now, to end this chapter, I'm going to re read what I gave you yesterday. If, though, if you've listened to my podcast yesterday on Prince Harry and Prince William, I talked about educational discrimination. I spent a little while talking about it, but it is so important that I'm going to read it one more time to you, okay? Because it is more important than racism. Educational discrimination. Okay, most people think that race is the biggest discrimination. It is not. It is education. Race is a fabricated issue inflated and orchestrated by political parties for the last 150 years approximately, only to drive a wedge between sections of society to play that divide and rule. It's about power and traction to keep you mainly on vote bank slave plantations uh, for political gain. And that is all. As the empires were crumbling and new political movements did not want to lose their slaves and lower um, sections of cheap labor, they invented the concept of race to keep divisions in society. These societies then became democratic and these new concepts became a way to hang on to their political power. Um, Absolutely nothing about the color of your skin has any effect on the human psychic of your life. Absolutely nothing. It is a political talking point for vote bank politics. Once uh, they corner you into a safe zone, they feed you with an ideology to convert your emotions and ignorance into political capital. Races, therefore, become the most divisive, political, politically inflated of issues fabricated since the latter half of the 19th century to play this divide and rule card to run political agendas. One would ask why would someone do the same? Well, education is the answer. Societies are not educated but remain ignorant 
societies that are not educated but remain ignorant are easier to control and be preyed upon with divisive divide and rule, vote bank politics. However, most modern education is redundant since post-secondary education has been made a privilege uh, as well as primary school education that is colored by political and infested establishments. So now we have two to three generations on the ground who do not think that they are educated, but in reality, who think they are educated, but in reality, absolutely useless, gullible, and think no end of themselves. They call themselves college educated upper class societies that look down on those who are not educated with the same formal qualifications. For those who want real issues, education is the biggest and most prominent issues of discrimination. A uh, hundred years ago, not many people have formed, had formal educational degrees. School, maybe, not college, and definitely not university. Queen Elizabeth II had a high school degree. She had, over, over the years, become the most knowledgeable and most powerful leader of the planet at the time of her coronation. She was a simple housewife, come diplomat. For her time, it was, not, it was not seen as uncommon or unimaginable. She mirrored the society of her time. However, since we have moved in leaps and bounds, every generation is more educated than the previous one. Today, we see our leader or sovereign as a high school degree holder, and it's unforeseen. Since the, since the baby boomer generation came into the planet, if you did not have any formal educational degree in any field of your life, you would end up as a super, supermarket uh, cashier. Uh, when people and society do not understand, um, is that every human, every animal, every species of life on this earth has a skill set. Every skill set is as important as the others. One very one, every one of our skill set intervene and form an integral part of the tapestry of life. So to negate any one skill set on the basis of formal education is discrimination and downright insulting. However, our society over the last 70 years has developed a new way of life, and educational qualifications is the new feudalism. If you don't have formal skill set, you are relegated to the back of the line. You are literally considered a child of a lesser god. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. Educated people of the planet are the new feudal class, and they are self-employed gatekeepers of morality and society. All others are considered educate, uneducated rednecks. Um, so, yes, it is very important education, and educational discrimination is the most important of them all. When you don't have education, you don't have knowledge. There's no other way to gain knowledge. And people discriminate upon you. And then because you don't understand, because you know there's no way out, you turn the other side and use other narratives and other concepts to say, oh, well, racism, racism, racism. But it's not racism. It's education. And you've been perpetually... Uh, absolutely kept out of this this educational cycle to be re to remain ignorant and and remain redundant so then people can use you once you have the education 
then after you can rise above the status quo, but people don't want to give that to you. So you have to go and do your homework yourself, gain the education, gain the knowledge, understand the debates, offload the baggage, make every junction into an intellectual laboratory. Um, um, yes, absolutely, make every junction into an intellectual laboratory. Uh, offload as much as baggage as you want, layers upon layers upon layers. Understand the Atwa, the all that lies in between thousands and thousands of years. Keep reading, keep reading, keep having, keep gaining the knowledge, keep uh, changing, evolving, and offloading. Very important. It's like a computer cache. After a certain time, you have to offload some some uh, cookies on 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 board. So because then you have to make place for more cookies. So yes, effectively. Uh, you have to keep offloading, and the more you offload, the better it gets. Um, and you will make and you will evolve. So that is the best way of going upwards. And the more you have knowledge, the more you're able to have a uh, conversation, the more you have confidence. And when you have confidence, you have uh, no one's going to discriminate against you because you will be in power. So uh, I hope we understood this concept. Um, I hope we understood that uh, racism is absolutely crap. It is useless. It is a hollow word which makes no sense because it's your currents that form the ways. Education is the big, biggest discrimination. So help anyone spread the knowledge, understand knowledge, um, and... and uh, empower others with knowledge the more knowledge you have the more knowledge you should share and the more knowledge you share the more you will gain in return so thank you very much for your time uh, everyone i hope you had a great day and a great uh, great weekend coming up um and please say a, a prayer for my friends children and to all those parents and children suffering all over the world thank you very much cheers and stay safe